Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, Blog Talk Radio folks. It is uh, Tuesday, November 27th. This is our wrap-up show for the month of November. I can't believe it. Um, hmm. But uh, welcome, everybody. I'm Robin Schooling, calling in from uh, headquarters in Louisiana and sitting <laughs> at the headquarters in uh Georgia, we've got Mike Vandervoort. Hi, Mike. Hi, hi, Robin. How are you today? I have a bad sore throat, so I don't sound great. <laughs> I apologize for that, but uh, so I'm going to let you do a lot of the talking today. <laughs> that uh, that sounds like um, I don't know post holiday festivities yeah. or just, just uh, a, it's cold. a cold. Yeah, just yeah. a cold. Not not quite as not quite as exciting. Not quite no. as exciting. Well, we uh, we have an interesting show today, um, and I think as you know, uh, some of our listeners are aware we we've uh, built built the show now around some different themes, and so each week we're focusing on a different theme. Um, one, you know, one every theme gets a gets a rotation once a month, and um, this week our theme is cool tools. And you know, I I think both of us have dabbled around enough in kind of the the HR tech world, you know, from a from a periphery, if if not knee deep in it. But um, I always love hearing about new technology and things that are kind of hitting the marketplace. And so we've got a we've got I think what's going to be kind of an interesting one to talk about today. So our guest is um, Kamal. So Kamal, why don't you introduce yourself um, and tell everybody, you know, a little bit about about yourself and your background and how how you've gotten immersed into what you're immersed in. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me over. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Um, just to tell me uh, tell you a little about myself and the viewer and the listeners, um, it has been almost three years, you know, I started my company. I have been in sales for the last 14 years back in India. Uh, I started my journey in India where I was in the space of sales, service sales, and um, I worked there for five years or so, and after that, uh, I moved to U.S. Um, Over here, I did my uh, degree in computer science, and after that, you know, I was looking for jobs in IT, but as my background was sales, um, that Uh uh, didn't interest me much. I thought, let me do something uh, differently, which is more towards the service side. And I got a break in the recruiting, and um, I started uh, working around it, and I started liking it. Um, And um, then I worked there for uh, five, six years, uh, in which uh, I I learned a lot of things. I liked it because it was a mix of service and sales, because when you're doing account management, it's sales, and then on the other side, it's operations. So it was, you know, a learning curve for me. Right, right. And, you know, yeah. So when I was, you know, doing all these things, there were a uh, um, lot of, uh, because it was the staffing space and that any company or, you know, every company in the U.S., whether they're doing development or any projects, they have a staffing arm always because that is the source of revenue. And uh, yeah. the staffing services, U.S. accounts, you know, it's one of the largest industries. Um, I was reading an article yesterday in SIA, it's a research report, and it says that it's accounts for $418 billion globally, and the U.S. accounts 141 out of it. 
Wow. And uh, if we focus on IT especially, where, you know, I have worked in that space, um, out of 141, 32 billion goes from the IT services only. The other major contributing sector is the, the industrial services, which comes into the uh, contract staffing. And then when I was, uh, you know, browsing resumes, there were a heap of resumes for a position which comes in, and uh, I was seeing that uh, there were a lot of challenges, you know, which as a recruiter I was facing. Um, and I thought, you know, there has to be a solution around it, uh, which include of inflating of resumes, uh, qualification mismatch, uh, um, and uh, the, there were proxy interviews, all that uh, fake resumes going on. Uh, but I moved on from that staffing agency and I started my own agency in uh, 2015. Okay. And um, th that is when I thought, you know, because when you're working for someone else, there is limited what you can do. But when you're working for yourself, you can do much more because um, you are your own boss and you can do whatever you want to. Um, <laughs> and I had my background in IT. So I thought, why don't, you know, I combine both of them. I am um, a Java certified uh, person also. So I thought, let me combine both of them and build something which helps the industry to do the things, whatever I was doing in a better way, and mm -hmm. uh, which helps uh, the industry also um, to make something good out of it and increase and decrease uh, their time of hire and increase their return on investment. Yeah. I and that and, and when you started when you started your your staffing company that was uh, again you were focused exclusively on on IT talent correct yes 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 because that is yeah. what I have been doing for you know so many years so I started my staffing company which is focused on IT only but when you are okay. you know a, um, staffing market is an exhausted market and I tell my colleagues all the time. So if you are going into the staffing market, you have to build a niche in there. If, you know, people want, then only people will talk to you because there are a lot of staffing companies uh, who are there in the market. They have uh, been in the industry for quite some time. So if you want to get a breakthrough in the industry, you have to do things differently. And you yeah. have to solve a problem which is there in the industry. And I thought that this is a big problem because of, uh, uh, when uh, files of resume you know, come on the desk of the hiring manager, he's confused. So if my thought process when I built this system was to get him less resume so that there is uh, lesser time invested by the hiring manager interviewing those candidates, and then you know, the end result is that the hire, there was no hire just because the resumes were not right or the person who interviewed uh, was not the right person who they actually thought they, it was. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, um, and, and I think whether you're hiring or recruiting for IT talent or, you know, Mike and I have both worked in, in some very different industries from, from working with IT <laughs> staff, um, hospitality and manufacturing and things like that. You know, I think the key always is, um, which which will get us to, you know, really what you have built, but um, how do you determine the truthfulness um, of, of a candidate? How do you determine that what they are putting in front of you on that resume or 
on that application or in that interview or in that assessment or that testing situation, um, how do you determine that it's the most valid information, most valid data, I guess. And that's, I, I don't care what you're recruiting for, that always becomes sort of the, um, you know, sort of foundational piece of it. Yeah, that's a nice, very good question. Uh, so, you know, when I started building this project, uh, project I thought, you know, um, there are a lot of components into it. The first thing is getting the data into the system. And the second part of it is using it effectively and the way it translates into the use for a recruiter. So you might yeah. get a data on the driver license, but translating into it is uh, another bigger question on top of it. So yeah. we did some, uh, we built some analytics around it. So what we did, uh, and you know, when you're dealing with personal information, you have to be sensitive about you know how you are using it because uh, you don't want to use uh, the personal in, in information without proper authorizations, and it has to be done the way it has to be. Uh, we we right. wanted to be mindful about that too. Um, so when, uh, uh, as per the recruiting practices, we saw driver licenses something which uh, a anybody and everyone gives um, easily, and it is an easy, acceptable document to be shared when um, they are going in for any verifications. Maybe if you uh, maybe if you go for a uh, buy something and the cashier wants to check, you're okay to give your driver license, but you're not okay to give any other documents. So driver license was something which was uh, most of the recruiters were taking before only uh, when they were recruit hiring resources. So we built some information around it. We have, you know, tie-ups with different agencies to get those data in into our system. And uh, what we do, we pull that data and we match it up with the graduation age where we take 19 as the base age. And then we uh, pull uh, the number of experience based on um, the data, what we received uh, from the agency. Uh, okay. Our system, our system also pulls some data with respect to the uh, addresses, their past addresses. Um, so let's say if a person has a lot of projects on their resume and you don't have a match of the previous addresses on the license on the resume, then it is a question mark. Because um, okay. beyond six months, you are not allowed to stay in a or drive in a state if uh, you don't have a license for that state. Or um, and the second point is if you are uh, on a visa, then your uh, permanent address uh, and the license um, expires as soon as uh, your visa is expired. So it gets renewed along with that. Okay. So if so, a person has an eight, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, uh, I thought if you have a question, and I can answer it before I get into the next. I was, I was just going to chime in because, so the name of, of the product that you developed is VeryClick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that is how, what we were trying to do. We were trying to, you know, um, put, the, pull that data and put into a meaningful information. Very click uh, came from. We named it as very click because very is for verification and click is you verify all the data with just a click. 
So yep. once you pull in that data, you just click uh, a button and then, you know, you'll get a report with reference to that person where you have all this data pulled in and you have more information. Uh, we are not uh, claiming anything that whatever report what you pull in will be the exact what the resume will be, but the recruiters are equipped with more information to ask questions. Because right. later, uh, pre- previously they had... Uh, the ID is floating on their desk. They, if they are good at, uh, you know, paint or zoom, they would be able to see that whether the, there has been, you know, any modifications or fudging happened on the documents. But there was no data available for them to review um, to make a decision around it. So this helps. This is only one component of uh, the product because this is right. you fetching. Th- this helps you fetch the real-time data. Uh, within within fraction of seconds, so that you can match it up with whatever uh, uh, IDs they have provided it to you. Okay. Uh, obviously, you have to be mindful when you're using it. You have to have proper authorizations in place. You have to use an office space. You have to have disclosures in place. Uh, that is uh, one part of it. You do so. What we are saying, it is pre-verification. Uh, you do background checks, uh, which is done later part of the stage where all the time has been lost, the hiring uh, in interviewing all those uh, candidates, and uh, there is limited what you can do. You have already lost a lot of time to fill that position. So what we are introducing, introducing a concept of pre-verification, where you do a little small verification, which equips you with more information, and you match it up. Your recruiters have the power of data. Data is everything these days. The, you know, if you have more data, you'll be able to filter it better. And we give, we equip you with that data so that you can talk to that resource and ask more questions that how whatever is listed on the resume, how he was able to achieve it and map it along with the data what he they have in their hand. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know one of the things, um, you know, as as we were kind of, previewing um, the show and, and looking to set it up, um, one of the, um, you know, one of the, the, the pieces of information you shared with us was uh, talking about candidate bait and switch. And Yes, I'm coming to that. You know, after I, think, this. <laughs> I think one of the, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of a concept that, uh, that um, not a lot of people have necessarily run into um mm-hmm. but within just the last month i was um part of a discussion or reading a discussion amongst a number of recruiters and it was specifically an it recruiter who was talking about this and mm-hmm. it was the first time that she had run into it and so she had submitted mm-hmm. a candidate to a hiring manager and this candidate had gone through um you know a screening interview and had done some i think probably even some assessments at this stage and this was all done virtually, so it wasn't the candidate walking in, you know, to an office and, and meeting people. There was a Zoom or a Skype interview or something like that. And mm-hmm. what they ultimately discovered at the end of the process was mm-hmm. they hired this person, and the person that mm-hmm. showed up for the job was not even the person that had been interviewed. So... It appeared that this candidate, whoever the, you know, here's here's Joe Smith, um, who's been hired, 
But Joe Smith mm-hmm. did not go through the interview process himself. He had his friend, you know, Bob Jones, go through the interview on his behalf, and that's who was interviewed. <laughs> and and so it was like, well, who's this person we hired? Um, uh, because all the uh, and it was at the end of the process, but all the pieces of data once they got all these kind of disparate um, bits of information together, they realized that they had been. It really was this kind of bait and switch. Here's this resume that's that's submitted, um, but as the interview process went on, um, there was another you know person interviewing. It was really bizarre. I hear you. You know what you are saying because I have experienced this, and uh, I have seen you know people losing clients just because they did not have any means to verify and authenticate the person who's taking the interviews. Um, invoice um, when they are taking calls. So some of them, you know, they have Google technologies. You know, it is all. Yeah. It can be a positive also and negative also. It it is a you know double-edged sword. <laughs> so because of the technology, they have the ability to forward their calls to a different person. So when the yeah. hiring manager calls in, they will have a Google Voice number which goes on to a different number, and another person will pick up the phone and answer for them. Mm-hmm. So, so it is, you know, using the technology in the right way. That is what we are trying to do. Um, so our solution, the next solution in the system is uh, we have implemented voice biometrics. So what we are trying to do in this, when you talk to the resource, you'll be able to record him. And when you're recording him, obviously you have to disclose that the call is being recorded. Uh, once you have a sample of voice, we are mapping it along with the resume. And uh, then the resume will have a voice sample, which can go to the hiring manager. And then hiring manager interviews him with the help of a video conferencing facility. Uh, He would be able, our system will split the voice of the resource from the video interview also, and it will get mapped along with the resume. So now you will have samples for the audio also and for the video also. So if you spoke to uh, maybe a John Doe on uh, the phone, uh, you'll have a sample for him, and maybe you'll have another person on the video, you'll have a sample for him. And you just have to click it. The system will tell whether they were the same person or a different person altogether gave the interview. So our system will be able to match that. So you can talk to them. So our the hiding manager can just focus on the interview while our system right. on behind will capture the voice and would be able to map and tell that whether you are hiring the right candidate or not. Same process can happen while you are onboarding also. So when the person is coming in, you can have a short 30 seconds discussion with him and uh, then you'll be able to map that whether who you interviewed uh, on the video and the phone is the same person who is joining in. So you are sure that what you are hiring what you actually interviewed. Right. That's crazy. So I have a question, Kamal. Um, we, actually, when we posted this show the last week, mm-hmm. a couple of people on Facebook um, said, you know, who has time, like, who has time to create a fake resume or, or be an imposter candidate? And I was, Robin, I was just <laughs> reading a story again about the HR manager down in Slidell, Louisiana, who faked her yeah, resume yeah. and yeah, got, got it's spending <laughs> 10 years in jail. Some, some people in, that we know in the HR side said, like, that, that can't be a real thing. 
how how wide do you think the scope is of people kind of faking their resumes or being imposter candidates? Because a lot of HR people just sort of went, that doesn't happen, but clearly it does. No, it does. Uh, we uh, we have seen a lot of cases, you know, um, as is, um, I have been, as I told you that I started my staffing agency um, three years back, and uh, we have grown substantially in three years just because the quality of the resume is what we sent were right. And we were reading out all these cases because we were using this technology in-house. And uh, I have been in the industry for the last 10 years. I have seen it happen quite often. Maybe 30 to 40% of the time, the resumes who comes in, mm. the resumes are inflated. I have seen cases, you know, where um, uh, 20 years, 22 years have resume for eight years, nine years. That's not possible. Mm. <laughs> I had yesterday only, you know, um, um, I was speaking to my team lead. Uh, she sent me a license, a California license with the Illinois address on top of it. How can a person from California on the license yet have address for Illinois? <laughs> That's not mm. possible. So, yeah, <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> you fake it, but fake it to a limit, you know, where people don't catch you. <laughs> this is a, you don't even have to use the tool. You can just, you know, anybody can tell you you have a California license with Illinois address. That's not possible. So it I think does if I was gonna if I was gonna make up a persona to get a to get a job based on fake credentials, mm-hmm. I would make up something really like super cool and interesting I, I, i'm not going to make a fake resume to go be like an accounting manager or something that's for sure <laughs> no but we have had you know cases that is why if i would not have seen the cases i would have not put the time and energy to build a system around it because uh, uh, though people don't talk about it but uh, switch and they do happen and i have you know seen cases where managers have sent uh, uh, while they were interviewing people, they have taken a screenshot and they have sent it to me and they have told, uh, I like the guy, but can you please match it up with the uh, ID, huh. valid ID, and see if the same person gave the interview? So wow. in a way, he wants to take the resource, but he wants to make sure that he's hiring the right one. Yeah. That kind of blows so, my mind. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> you know, I, I've heard, tor- I've heard, like I said, I've heard stories of it recently, but... Um, you know, I've never really worked in an industry where that was common or prevalent, really, at all. Um, so, what I, I just want to do a quick reset here because we're, believe it or not, getting down to um, just about seven minutes or so left. Oh, um, but one of the things, Kamal, that I know <laughs> mm-hmm. you work on, um, because I've read some bios of you, um, is you work to promote STEM careers. Um, to to students, to um, the younger generation. What are what are some things that you're doing around that? Um, working working to kind of promote technology um, and things of that nature. Yeah, I do. I'm an active Lions member. I am also a district IT director for the Lions Club for 52 clubs in New Jersey. So hmm. I work actively with them. And uh, we do STEM competitions. Uh, I Actually, um, when I became the officer, I'm starting, I'm planning to start a STEM Academy, which is, you know, still, <laughs> it is still under, you know, we are working on it, so I can't talk about it. But um, I uh, try and promote STEM as much as I can, and especially in the younger generation, because uh, it is all about, uh, you know, empowering youth. 
um, stem is something where the world is going towards and um, whichever way I can help the society or the young generation, I try and do it. So my all work related to STEM and the youth empowerment is all coming from the Lions Club because I'm an active member there. That's good. That's good. I love that. I love hearing that kind of stuff. Um, What do you, um, you know, when you look at, um, you know, you you, you mentioned, you know, what, what work is like now. I'm um, going to ask you for your future, your futurist predictions. Um, what do you see um, on the horizon in, in terms of, oh, in the next five to ten years? How do you see technology further shaping how we work, um, how we're hired, how we work in the workplace? You know, what are what are some trends that you've kind of got identified and and how do you see those playing out? See, when we talk about very quick, this is a small part which I spoke about, the verification, because this was uh, different what, uh, you know, our system was doing. But uh, there is a lot of AI which is coming in um, to the recruiting space. Uh, Everybody is trying to make... uh, search is smarter, uh, job boards are becoming more smarter where they have more, uh, like right now, what, um, what I'm trying to do, we have this very click system, but we have other two systems also, which we are building it parallelly and we'll be launching it in January. So what uh, okay. we are trying to automate the whole recruitment process. Uh, we are building a predictive dialer where uh, the dialers have been there, but not in the recruiting space. So we are trying to automate the whole uh, um, dialing processes for the recruiters so they don't have to repeat the manual tasks. So it's kind of a machine learning. um, You just upload a a list of the people you want to call, like in any other customer service, and uh, the system would be able to call and, you know, um, route calls to the agents or the recruiters who are working on. So that, that will make their work more efficient. Um, and uh-huh. on the other side, we are also trying to build a very source model, which is called as verified sourcing, uh, for which okay. I will be defining as verified sourcing. So what we will be doing, we will be you know building a sourcing model, where uh, uh, we will have you know a lot of vendor partners with us who will be pushing resumes into our system, which will be verified uh, through our product very click. And then we will be, you know, uh, able to produce those resumes to our client. Uh, where okay. we will, you know, it is not about the voice, but we will be also doing smart video interviews. So our interviews, uh, hiring managers will be able to create smart video interviews, capture them, uh, put some AI into it where they are, you know, um, mapping them on their emotions and different uh, physical and emotional mm-hmm. aspects too, and the communications too. So we are building a 360-degree system, which includes the verification, the sourcing, and the dialing part of the recruitment industry. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, that's kind of kind of scary. <laughs> 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 it's, not, it's not it's not scary, but it's like uh, I, I you know doing during a video. It's no different than a live interview, I guess. But during a video call, that you would be able to kind of pick out people's emotional state just. There's a there's sort of a baseline scary factor there, but I, I I'm sure it happens all the time when you post on Facebook or anything else. It's not really a question; it's just more of a comment. It's really interesting. Yeah, actually, you know, when you're traveling across, normally people who call you for a face-to-face interview just because uh, 
they want to see that you know they are the uh, technical and culturally fit for the organization also so and there's a lot of cost involved in traveling you know if you have to uh, fly down so many people for the interviews uh, if we can do the similar thing and cre- create the same environment virtually it will cut down all the cost for the face to face interview yeah hmm. i think that face to face interview sometimes is just to make sure that you know people shower appropriately and put you know something other than pajama pants <laughs> on perhaps you know well, i think that might be there, part of it there, there's a story i think it was well, in the wall street uh, journal that some companies are hiring people just over with over the phone one interview over the phone you're hired the labor market's that yeah. tight yeah so yeah. we have about a minute and a half left robin yes i, I heard that so let's yeah, um yeah. let's kind of wrap up here um kamal why don't you let everybody know um where um, where they can find you online, your contact information, your website. Um, give us a sense of, uh, you know, how, how our listeners can connect with you. Sure. So uh, we have a website. Uh, it's uh, veryclick.com. Uh, if you want to reach me for any further information or my team, you can reach at info at veryclick.com. And we have a number listed on the website. That's 732 9615233 Wonderful. Well, fabulous. This was a very interesting chat. And uh I think we all Mike and I certainly learned something that we didn't <laughs> until recently didn't realize was was as big of an issue as it apparently is. So, <laughs> thank, thank you, you Robin. everybody. Thanks Robin. Thanks Thank you Kamal. Kamal. And uh, thank you thanks Robin. to everybody thanks for, for having me here. Absolutely. Have a good week, everybody, and thanks for listening to Drive Through HR. Bye, Robin. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.